Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a Hawthorne Effect podcast because, as Rene Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games, and monetize our time, make it the highest and best use of our time. We use decision science, return to the mean, probability theory. But in this podcast, it's about self-review, right? We use a little bit of psychotherapy. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. (laughs) You have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle class, upper middle class people, we do not have the resource Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth get as close to the truth as possible. It starts with you. It starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50-50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better to 20%. Uh, us, off the bat, we're in the 50s. But through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increased 10 to 20%. And in the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were 
fourteen and two eighty seven point five percent, and made $11,330. So again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? We turn to the mean, I said. Probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is... Oh, second week in a row. All right, so if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, like I'm saying, from a business standpoint, you're in the wrong room. You always have to have in your room people that know something you don't. Because then you accumulate, aggregate information, and it gives you the highest probability to make as much money as possible, especially with inflation going on right now. So we got diversity as well. Orange County Diversity Council, I'm on the board. It's not just age, disability. It's complicated. It's a lot more factors than that. Not, you know, not, there's ageism, right? Sexism. And remember, we want to get rid of all of our biases. So diversity is an anti-bias uh, anecdote or tool we have in our toolbox. So we have Scott from the Northeast, the Boston area, the Mass area, the Mass Hole area, <laughs> up into, uh, we want to visit New Hampshire and Vermont, that whole area. And uh, Scott and I will crash We'll go, we'll crash that party they have every year during summer, that golf course with Chip Kelly and uh, the guy from uh, Ryan Day, all those office of guys, John Gruden, they're all hiding up there <laughs> in the retreat, plotting the offense for the next year. Scott and I would crash it or maybe get in listening devices up there in New Hampshire. So you can only do that with diversity going up there from Southern California. And then we have Chad, Chad's young, Chad's uh, out there. So he goes out there for us and gets us information of what the young, younger generation, how they're thinking and what their norms are. You know, I'm going to have to listen to the top 20 music because I don't even know the music, the music is going on right now. So what, what are first words until we get uh, into this, even though it was a very successful week? You got to be grounded, especially if you're middle class, upper middle class, you have to be grounded in reality in order to be consistent and not be delusional, not think you're a legend in your own mind, you know everything. You got to look at the bets you got right that were, there was luck involved, right? Because it's differentiation between the luck factor and probability theory, right? Which is 80%. So it's a bad pick or bad luck. We'll go with Chad and then uh, Scott. Just first words? Yeah, first words. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, this, this, this is my favorite podcast, man. This is where you get to thinking, right? You know, it actually goes to show, you know, my, my NFL um, percentage is probably seven to 8% higher right now than my college percentage. And I, I, I mean, I would account a majority of that to this Hawthorne effect podcast. I'm spending more time. Um, you know, obviously there's less teams, um, you know, and then in college, you, know, you got 130 teams versus 32. So there's less clutter and I'm taking more time to review all my thinking and all my picks. And I mean, it just goes to show you directly. I need to take more time in college that I'm taking the NFL and review my games. And, um, you know, this Hawthorne effect has allowed me to, you know, be seven to eight percent higher in the NFL than college. And I 100 percent, you know, that, you know, know that that Hawthorne effect is making that huge difference. So, I mean, 
this is where we, you know, get to really get into the nitty gritty of our thinking. Yeah, whatever you track and measure, like I said in the opening, whatever you track and measure, you improve its performance by 10 to 20%. 52.5 for us is break even. Since we've watched so many games, right? We start off almost at the 50%. So when you check, and this helps you in, any, in all other parts of your life. Yeah. Any, anything, anything you review and track, track calories, you track your bank account, whatever it is, you're going to improve the performance 10 to 20%. What are your thoughts, Scott? Except the only thing I'll add with Scott, oh, with Chad is we are 80% Pac-12 last week. <laughs> Pac-12. Yeah. Actual is is banging the bank uh, the bank account and the uh, bankroll. Go ahead, Scott. I I firmly believe the Hawthorne effect has has led to our our success. You know, am I happy? Yeah, am I satisfied? Not a chance. So the last this past week, we all had personal success with betting, and overall on the pod, we had we had a, a highly successful week. So. And that's a great thing. And that, that leads to that lends credence to the Hawthorne effect and, and how people should be doing it like us. So hundred percent. So I think the first game is the definition of when we go bad pick or bad, uh, bad luck definition of bad luck. We literally got this pick. Correct. Uh, the guy caught the ball, he caught the ball and he put the ball over the goal line Cross the plane on the goal that by definition in the 43 years I've been watching, well, more now I'm getting older, uh, 44 years I've been watching football through that whole time, even the rules changes, whatever is a touchdown. Now, you know, people thought we were crazy. I urge everybody to listen to Scott and I's NFL corruption podcast <laughs> because it really seems like we're prophetic. Uh, and I can tell you, people in the NFL office over here, in El Segundo, I actually know people that work there. They listen to that podcast and have led to reports we're seeing now where Schneider called the NFL mafia and he said that he was going to bring the NFL down. You heard no, the referees heard that. So I think, and personally, in my opinion, that's the reason they gave the call to Washington. But before that, the drop punt. So this is the second game where a team – this really crappy, trying to put it all in the defense, drops a punt deep in their territory to gift the other team a touchdown, and we lose. So in my opinion, we got the under right. We were all over the under. Mm-hmm. The Chicago minus one was bad luck. We'll go Scott and Chad. Yeah, I agree. Even if even if they score that touchdown, we still hit the under. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was that bad of a game. Right. So, yeah, I agree. Bad luck. I mean, Chicago, you know, one of the, the franchises, the, the old franchises in the NFL. Right. You kind of figured when Snyder came out with those comments that, that something was strange was going to happen. And it happened. Right. So, so I, I think it's kind of bad luck. Right. Plus, today they're in New York, the owners, and they're, tra- and they're voting on whether he stays or goes. So right. that's another thing. So, well, he, yeah, he threatened all of them. He said he was going to bring the NFL now. And there's yep. a mafia he has information on. On all of them. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. No, yeah. I mean, there, you, there's no way to write this off but luck. I mean, we need a guy to, to catch a punt. And we, <laughs> and a professional. On top of dropping the punt, we still now have the ball on the five-yard line with plenty of time left, first and goal, and we can't score. So. <laughs> 
I mean, I, that's luck. I mean, if, if, if you gave me a scenario and said, okay, all you need to do is they need to catch one punt at the 10-yard line and or score from first and goal from the five. If you get one of those two, you win the game. I would take that bet every time. Well, we Chad and I and Scott, if we were calling the plays, we, we would have scored on that because what? They get down there on plus one. So now you're at the five and you're not going to run plus one for five plays in a row, four plays in a row. Right. And, and, and to boot, Carson Wentz is playing with a broken finger the whole almost the whole game. Right. And Chicago still can't beat them. <laughs> it, it, it's bad. You know, and I'm on, you know, conspiracy theories, probably wrong a lot, but I kind of felt that once Wentz got a win, based on what Rivera said, he's going to find it in a dream not play anymore. Yep. You go yep. out on top and now you can get a new contract because if yep. you stay there, Obviously, Rivera uh, is going to make you look bad. And the bad offensive line is going to make you look bad. And the bad wide receivers are going to make you look bad. So why not go out on top? So I'm not shocked that he's suddenly now hurt and not playing, even though he did play with that injury before. You would think that injury would be fine after a bye week. (laughs) All right. So bad luck on that one. Remember, highest level probability theory is 80%. It's always a 20% luck factor. So that's why the highest and best you can do consistently is 80%. And I personally, my wife's a psychotherapist, not me, but I think for mental health, for betters, you shouldn't be at 80% because that means you're neglecting your other businesses, your family. <laughs> All you're doing is figuring out bets and looking at statistics. So I don't advise being consistently at 80%. 70% is a different story. 75% different story. I think you could do that, uh, you know, using the highest and best use of your time because you are making money consistently and you're using the money to pay for uh, Christmas presents and to maintain relationships. You always have to earmark and have a plan for your money or else you will spend it and you won't know where it is, no matter how much money you made. My problem has been when I made it an insane, obscene amount of money, What's worse is waking up one Monday or Tuesday morning and say, where did all this money go? <laughs> because especially when you're young and not married, the money will go. You know, the models will leave your apartment. <laughs> and so you look at your bank account <laughs> and all the money, no matter how much it was, where did $500,000 go in a two-week period? What happened? So you always have to have a plan for your money. Unfortunately, I know from experience, uh, Green Bay minus seven. What the hell happened here? Uh, we underestimated the Jets and overestimated Green Bay. Bad pick or bad luck? What do you think, guys? We didn't, we didn't underestimate the, the Jets. Green Bay is just not a good football team right now. They just are not a good football team. They're not running the football. They're putting everything on Aaron Rodgers, and, and it's clearly evident that he either A, doesn't want to do it, or B, can't do it. So uh, they just need to run the football. I agree with him. They need to simplify stuff. They don't have the, the core around Aaron Rodgers to, to to win games like this. So I think it's bad luck. Bad luck. Or actually, I think it's a little of both because I think we overestimated what Green Bay could do to the Jets. And the Jets might be a little better than we thought. So, yeah, so it gets bad pick. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's a bad pick. I definitely think, you know, the Jets, you're getting them plus seven and a half there. 
um, you know, getting a whole touchdown. Yeah, I think they've just – they're kind of turning a corner, you know. Salah, you know, he's a defensive guy. He's got that defense playing well. They've drafted some really good spots in that defense. Yes. Um, you know, they've been getting top draft picks for the last, you know, 50 years. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, it's like there's first round, you know, top 10 picks all over that team. Um, you know, and I think, you know, talent-wise, they're there. And I think Salah – got the defense going and you know they just they got a lot of young pieces where you know i feel like the jets and the giants are kind of two similar teams right now and the fact that they've kind of turned that corner um you know they've got some talent and they're they're you know they're they're competitive teams here um and i definitely think you got to start you know looking at the jets a little bit differently after this one and obviously the like scott said the packers are not not you know we saw them lose to the giants in in england and london so i mean that we've seen it already. We knew they showed us in England that they did, could do this. And we didn't, we didn't see it that time, but now we know, you know, now we know where the Packers are losing in Lambeau to the jets like that. Um, you know, jets got some good, you know, they beat the Browns on the road, you know, they, they beat the green Bay on the road. They got some road wins here. So yeah, I think the jets, um, you know, sneaky team to watch out for in that division, you know, they might give Miami and new England a little run for their money. No, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. But, you know, they're what we thought Robert Slay, whatever his name is, could do, which was motivate. He didn't do a good job with that last year. He's doing a better job with that this year. Uh, Miami. Waddle fumbles twice inside in the red zone against uh, Minnesota. In my mind, I feel it was bad luck versus bad pick because – you can't predict turnovers. That's a big, uh, always a big debate in sports betting. Can you predict turnovers? With me, I'm like John Wooden. It's always balanced. No, you cannot predict turnovers. You just have to watch people like uh, Baker Mayfield, people like that, who are turnover prone, or people who fumble all the time. I guess uh, Melvin Gordon has a fumbling problem. That's why he doesn't get a lot of carries. There's a few guys in the NFL who have fumbleitis. And they don't get that many carries, though. So, but you got people who are impulsive, have impulse control issues, like when you know Jameis Winston, uh, Garoppolo has impulse control issues, but they don't let him throw it a lot, it's, unless for specific situations. So it's hard for a turnover-prone person to get two starts two weeks in a row. So you can't predict turnovers. You can't predict the waddle. The game went exactly the way I thought. Right, Minnesota gets the lead, and Miami starts driving on a tired defense in the fourth quarter. Fine, that's what happened. Except Waddle gave him the ball twice, so I think that's bad luck versus bad pick. We'll go Scott and Chad. Yeah, it's bad luck. I mean, it's, it's total bad luck if if Waddle hangs onto that ball, it ends up either being twenty four, twenty two, or going overtime. Right. So, and it's, it was a plus three and a half spread. Right. So even if they don't hit the two point conversion, we still we still win the bet. So plus Skylar Thompson went out in the first quarter and Teddy Bridgewater came in and he lit it up. So I think it was bad luck. Like you said, turnovers you can't you can't when are they gonna happen? How are they gonna happen? You can't tell when that happened. So I, I think it was bad luck. And he doesn't fumble one time. Exactly. We get exactly. that second half minus a half point, which what it was. And as we said on the pod, as we said in the podcast before, Minnesota's barely winning these games. They're not blowing anybody out. So it's no. gonna come back to get to get them eventually. So 
Kind of we, we missed the total on this one too, right? We had the over. We had the over that if he doesn't fumble twice, it goes over no. that too as well. Yeah, at 46, it would have been. It would have went over. Yeah, but it would have if we had that score, we would have got them both. Um, you know, I, I do think, though, the Miami uh, plus the points is, a, is a, um, a little more luck factor. I think they definitely should have covered. You know, I do think the under is a little more of a uh, – or the over we picked is a little more of a bad pick. You know, Miami having all those quarterback issues with Skylar Thompson starting. Um, I mean, it, it kind of did have the makings to be a lower scoring game with, with Skylar Thompson starting. And, and um, you know, like you said, the Vikings not blowing anyone out. You know, they've kind of been, uh, you know, low. You know, Miami's defense is playing well. You know, the Vikings haven't really put up big numbers against top top half defenses. So, um, I think that, you know, we, we – you know, you, you could have went the other way there and maybe had the luck factor work for, for you the other way and get that under. But I, either way, you're right. You know, if, if we get that touchdown, we cash them both. So it's hard not to hard not to count them both off as luck. But I do think that under we could have maybe, you know, could have looked at a little bit. You know, I, I was, th- you know, thinking the Skylar Thompson, you know, third string quarterback, the plus one, if they can figure it out, it could, you know, could be a lower scoring game. So, um, but yeah, that's all I got for that one. Yeah. Um, and the thing with Waddle is that both Belichick, right, with Scott knows, uh, and Satan, you don't get on the field, and they, they're they very obsessive. When I talk about OCD, they're very obsessive about uh, um, what you call it, um, uh, ball security. Remember Belichick for a while? If, you, if a running back fumbled, he would cut him? Bench, bench to cut, yep. Bench your cut. Yep. Right away. I mean, Bel- you would see Belchie run onto the field and grab a running back by the hand, bring it back to the foot. To, oh, you can't go in the series. Yep. Uh, and then I think it's bad luck, too, because Miami had 23 first downs to the Vikings' 11 first downs. <laughs> you know, and it was that second half. Total yards. Miami, 458. Uh, Minnesota, 234. Yeah. Yeah, and most of that was that second half until you know those Waddle fumbles. The guy who's usually very good with ball security. So I would say that's luck factor. Yeah, I, I will say one luck one luck factor that worked for us this week was the the under in the Giants Ravens when Saquon kneed it down at the at the four yard line and didn't score. That was uh, I mean it was an under game the whole way. It that was, was an under game the whole way. Um, but thank, but thank you, know, you Saquon. Thank you, thank Saquon. Me, but that was a play, you. right? Because uh, you want to, you know, another play, and I'll do like some film study too that I'll, I'll throw it on Twitter. Uh, but we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I'll get to that one. But before that one, we'll go Saints plus two, under 43 and a half. Got both of those wrong. I think. My opinion, let me know what you guys think. My opinion was the plus two Saints was bad luck. The under 43 and a half was bad pick. Uh, I think we overestimated the Bengals' defense. They're allowing a lot of points, and Burroughs has to start getting in a shootout, which they don't want to do. They want to save their legs because it's a cheap franchise without backups. So they want to protect their defense and their defense just sucked too bad against new orleans that was missing uh most of their offensive firepower so you would think 
New Orleans missing their all firepower, having an old bad quarterback in Dalton, that it wouldn't be as easy for them to score. And they went up and down the field. They even should have won this game, scoring over 30 points with a bunch of backups. Uh, we'll go Scott and Chad on New Orleans versus uh, Cincinnati. Well, we said on the Change the Line podcast, right, uh, the show right before the thing that right. Jamar Chase and, and Burrow were basically going home and right. watch for Jamar Chase to have a big game. And sure enough, Jamar Chase had a big game, including that, that long touchdown under two minutes left in the game. Right. So I went against myself on that pick because saying that, you know, us saying that, I, I should have went the Bengals side, and I didn't. Right. Um, I agree with you. that this, I think we, we overestimated the Saints a little bit and underestimated the Bengals a little bit right. in, in the situation. I think the Jamar Chase homecoming and the Joe Burrow homecoming led the Bengals to, you know, that last drive, put everything out there and, and get Jamar Chase going. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I, I, the Saints are overestimated in my mind right now. I don't think they're as good as with Andy Dalton. I don't think they're as good as, as people think or people give credit for. So. Well, they got I'm relying on that defense. Yeah. I'm saying that defense is, oh, is yeah, no, the defense. and their defense is not that good. It's just yeah, the head coach is a defensive guy, Dennis Allen. Yeah. So you would yeah. think yeah. the defense would be better. Yeah, that's why. Good. That's why the the total here is on one of our worst picks of the week. I mean, right. That, yeah. they, I mean, we saw the Seahawks go. You know, the Seahawks don't have that great of an offense. Go up and down the field on them last week. It's two weeks yeah. in a row. They've got in ho- shootouts at home in that controlled environment. Um, you know, so you, you, the, this game was going over the whole way. That Saints defense is—I mean, both defenses, for that matter, aren't you know. And, but in both offenses are very capable here. Bengals got off to a slow start this year, you know, kind of ma- is made us you know lean that the Saints way there. But I mean, this team still went to the Super Bowl last year. You know, they have a great quarterback. Um, you know, that's that's a competitor, a winner. He's got good targets to throw the ball to. He's a very—I mean, he's one of the most accurate passers in the NFL. Um, you know, so. I mean, yeah, this, this game was going over, and I think, yeah, I think we just – that homecoming for, for Burrow and Chase, you know, I, did, I think that had a lot more value in it late in this game. You know, they really, really wanted this one. They were really – you know, it was a homecoming for them. They were really competing. And, you know, getting the Bengals plus two and a half, plus three in that kind of spot, you know, that 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 you know that, that was the right side. So, I think yeah. I think they, they both – the total, a worse pick uh, than the side, but I think they're both bad picks. All right. So, that was bad. So, we got to learn from our – Mistakes, feel the humiliation, the shame, the darkness of making the wrong decision and losing money. You have to feel that pain so you don't do it again. All right. Uh, make, you know, every week is different, but you don't want to make the same mistake twice. Uh, That's the way I was brought up. Ravens, right? Chad's saying that the under 45 was a bad pick. I don't think so. I think that game was going under the whole way. We got the Giants right plus six because Harbaugh, <laughs> you can't trust them with a large line. And uh, this game is the textbook why. And I'm going to do like a video study of that play where it was very clear that situational intelligence is the highest level of intelligence, right? Evaldi, the cops, kind of an exaggerated example of that. He's in the pocket. He should have taken off, but he stayed there to prove a point that he could read defenses in a pressure situation. What happened? They slapped the ball out of his hand. 
the Giants got in deep their territory. Uh, Ravens money line is what we got wrong. I think this pick was right because we covered our ass and we made money. Two out of three. We got the under 45 plus six. At worst, we would have gotten plus six to mitigate our losses. So I would say that's a good pick. We'll go uh, Scott and Chad. Lamar in a close game, his decision-making is not very good. No. Not very good. Hasn't been good for year, for two years now, two or three years. No. So if you think it's going to be a close game and you you think that Lamar might be able to pull it out, A, he doesn't throw the ball very well. He, he, he's, he just hucks the ball, basically. B, his decision-making in close games is not very good. And they've been in a few close games this year, and they, you know, Buffalo, they lost. This one, they lost. So we got to reassess on Lamar, and if we think it's going to be a close game, whether or not Lamar could pull it out. Right. Against the weaker team, he, he probably will pull it out. Against a team like the Giants, who are better than everybody expected because of the coaching change, right? he's not going to pull that game out. And, and that's, you know, betting them on the money line is, is, a, is an iffy proposition right now. Because it is something I missed, right? Uh, that's right. Number two rule of betting. Uh, we're going to have the top 10 rules of betting. And Scott, Scott and Chad are going to add on to it, for, you know, from what we learned in the last couple of years. It will be more comprehensive document there. Uh, Week Martindale, 10, 10 years with uh, Harbaugh. Yep. Harbaugh goes like this. Fuck you, man. You suck. Now he's a defensive coordinator for the Giants. It had been in practice and known. So that that was another clue to go with the Giants that I actually missed. But we learned from our mistakes. Yep. And Wig Martindale slapped it out of his hand like that. He knew how he knew exactly what Lamar was going to do. And what confuses Lamar is he had confused him before in practice. So that that's another angle that we missed in that. What do you think, Chad, about that game? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take the Ravens money line, so I just went two and zero on that one. Nice. All right. Nice. Uh, it was too juicy for me. <laughs> well, yeah, we would just cover our ass. Made money on the game, so we all made money on the game. Chad made more money than us in that game. Yep. We learned from our mistakes. Uh, the Bills over fifty four. Again, there's another one where we got two out of three. We got. The Bills money line and the Bills second half, half second half line. What we didn't get was the over 54. It's borderline bad pick. Uh, for me, it was a bad pick because you got to say to your, well, it's a struggle, right? Uh, teams have been giving up more points earlier than they usually do. Usually, you know, if you live in the past, you die in the past. So historically, Week one through six, teams are working on fundamentals. Bad teams, their frontline starters are still fresh and putting up a fight, right? So it would still be a legitimate under game. And then after that, sooner and sooner, injuries pile up and totals start getting over. Now, these are two very talented playoff teams. They have the exact same philosophy. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Higher-level thinking is long-term thinking. 
Both these coaches have gotten deep in the playoffs. Uh, McDermott went to a Super Bowl with Andy Reid. So long-term thinking, same mission, same Mormon mission that now has four, uh, four NFL head coaches, Peterson, McDermott, Frank Wright, and Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the head guy of the, I forgot what they call him. Uh, I forgot what they call those guys in the Mormon church, but he's like the head guy. And he's supposed to instruct the other guys to have success, mentor them for success. This, this way is NFL head coaches making millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah, half of it goes to the Mormon church. Why per capita, Mormons have more money than any other religion. They have a good system. So both of them playing each other. We saw Frank Reich lose to Andy Reid, right? His Mormon brother. Now we see McDermott regular season lose to his mentor as well. And both those games went under the total. When Andy Reid went over the total, played going against a very, 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 very good Buccaneer defense. Not saying anything. I'm just saying facts. Everybody can have their own opinion. These are facts. So using that, all that information, saying, hey, you're going to hold back a little bit, just play basic football, and see who's the best at coaching fundamentals. This game is going under Bills. So looking at all that, I would say it's a bad pick. But we all got other things going on in our lives to kind of think through that game that thoroughly to make it under. So I'm on the borderline, bad pick, bad luck. What do you guys think? So when you look at this matchup, last year, regular season, 38-20, Buffalo. Right. Playoff oh. game, 42-36, Kansas City. Right. They're scoring points galore. This year, 24-20, everybody's on the over on this. My philosophy is when everybody's on one side, I usually go the other way. Exactly. And I didn't. And I outthought myself on that. So that that's a bad pick on my part because I was tempted to go the under a lot because 54 is a lot of points in an NFL game. But I decided probably an hour before the, the, the show Wednesday night, last Wednesday night to go the over because I, I thought, I just thought these offenses were good enough to overcome. Plus Kansas City was totally injured in the secondary. Right. I thought Josh Allen would take full advantage of that and they, it would be an aerial assault. And it wasn't. They were, their running back had a great game for them. So, uh, so that probably so, mitigated so the passing. Yeah, that's a double-edged sword, right? And yeah. Chad, Chad's the effort on this. Because in my mind, I was like, okay, you're living in the past. Right. Game, you know, it's going over because, you know, Kansas City has a short secondary. The other part of it is the Spagnolo, Spagnola is a three-time Super Bowl champion, former yep. head coach. He's going to put two high safeties deep, keep everything in front of him, and not let Buffalo get, you know, big plays and keep this game under. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, it was the biggest total of the week. Um, no, it's tough. You know, all, all the things you guys are saying, I, I agree with. You know, I do think, you know, the under was the better side here. Um, I, I mean, I, with that being said, I still think this game could have could have got over. I mean, yeah. you had a scoreless first quarter here. Right. Uh, which, you know, you need 10 points there for a push, um, you know, and it's like second quarter, you got 20 points, third quarter, you have 14 points, fourth quarter, you have 10 points. 
So, you know, out of those three quarters with points, the lowest quarter is a 10 point quarter. You know, you, you would think that they would, you know, um, you know, have at least a 10 point first quarter. I mean, they just, both teams were stymied on their first, you know, both of their first two drives. And, um, you know, from that point, you know, it was an over game, but they just weren't able to get back on pace from, from, you know, just the slow start. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I think the slow starts due to everything you guys are saying. So, you, you know, you got to look at that under for sure. Yeah. Right. So we'll categorize it as bad picks. And then the last bad pick we got the whole week, and we still made, mitigated our losses on this game. We got one out of two. So you can't divide by zero. So you want to avoid zero. So we avoided a zero in this game. Uh, Dallas misses a field goal by a foot, almost hit the post. Uh, so we would have gotten the plus six under 42 and a half. What do you guys think about that game? I can't even, that game was so ridiculous. I didn't even want to figure it out. What do you guys think about that game? Bad pick or bad luck? The game went as I, as I thought it was going to go. Right. Philly get up to a big lead. Dallas comes back. Um, and it was that late touchdown. I think, I think it was a bad, you know, we got the Dallas second half line. Right. I, we got, you know, we had Dallas in the pocket with the point spread. I, I think it was a bad, bad pick. I, I, you know, I just think that Philadelphia. If, if if McCarthy does not go for it on fourth and two at his own end in the middle of the first half. Yeah. His defense was playing lights out. When yes. I get the punter out there, pin him deep since your defense is playing. Because what happened? Philadelphia got on there. They lost yards. They yeah. can't block Parson. Why the hell? Are you going for it at your own end with a backup quarterback, right? In an offensive line that's finding its way, right? They don't make it. Philadelphia goes backwards and kicks a field goal. If that want happen, we get all three of the picks. You want a conspiracy theory in this game real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Cooper, <laughs> Rush, unde- Cooper Rush undefeated going into the game. If he wins this game, the full-blown who's the starting quarterback right. this week against Detroit comes into effect. Sabotage. They he needed to have Cooper Rush lose that game so that he wouldn't have to answer Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott the whole week. Yeah. Which I, I firmly believe it's Dak Prescott, but that could have seeped into his mind a little bit in that instance. Yeah, because why did he do that? Yeah. Yep. Not saying it's true, just saying yeah. that uh, well, there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, yep. maybe he wasn't trying to necessarily throw it, but he just went for it, high risk, high reward. Like, hey, I go for this and I make a great call. It's a win-win for me. <laughs> I make a great call and convert, and maybe this is the play that can get us over the top to win it, or we lose and I don't have to make that excuse for Cooper Rush. So, you know, he viewed that as a win-win situation for himself. For himself. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. You yep. know? Because people only care about their own business. They don't care about anybody. Yeah. McCarthy yeah. cares about McCarthy. Plus, right. the rumors have been – Sean Payton's coming. Sean right. Payton's coming. If I if I convert on this and we go on and win this game and we're in first place with the Giants and the Eagles, I'm going to get a new contract. I'm going to be set. Right. And it's hard for Sean Payton because uh, this beef between uh, Jerry Jones and Sean Payton and Parcells. So I really, and Jerry Jones worth $23 billion, I would be shocked to see Sean right. Payton. But we don't know what Sean Payton has with Jerry Jones. <laughs> right. I, I got to hop out I'll see you guys. All right, right Chad. Chad. Yeah. All right. So we finished with our losses. Thank you, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Final words, Scott. What do you think? Another good week. 
another really good week for us. Um, another good Hawthorne effect too. We really yeah, another good Hawthorne effect. The losses got to get but, into the losses. But I will, I will say this to betters: just because you have a successful week and you listen right. to us and and you profited, don't be satisfied because right. if, once you become satisfied, you stop making bad picks and you're jaded. You're like, I don't need listen to the podcast. Go back listen to this an hour before the the show tomorrow night and. Hopefully your bets become successful in reality. So, but we're on a ro- we're on a nice roll. I mean, you guys are on a roll with college football and the pack tw- pack thirteen or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and we're on we're seventy right in the seventy percent range in the NFL is really really good. Yeah, nobody does that. You, you yeah, hit fifty nine percent. People are ecstatic. And I will say this. Nobody was on Atlanta over San Francisco this week except no. us. Steelers or Tampa Bay. Yep. Nobody was on those. Yep. So a couple others. So start gravitating. Tell everybody about this podcast so we can get the numbers up even more. So even more, even though we are skyrocketing, uh, because you don't have to pay for a podcast, or you don't have to pay extra for three hundred dollars. We get more information, more facts than really anybody can absorb about the NFL, specifically linked to monetizing the games and sports betting because in business you give one you get 10 back as winston churchill said you make a living from your labor but you make a life from what you give thank you for listening to the espc sports betting nfl and sports betting podcast that's why this one goes cost eight hundred dollars and that goes two hundred and i don't know what that cost i'm just shit to work that's why i work